The Edmonton Oilers' newest member is ready to play. But when will he get his first game? Do the Oilers need to trade for another goalie? Stick around, and over the course of this episode, I'll answer both of those questions. Welcome. This is Striking Oil, the podcast where you get daily news, rumors, and opinions from a fan-turned-journalist about your favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers. My name is Caleb Kearney, and by day and night, I am a beat writer covering the Edmonton Oilers for the Hockey News. It's Friday. It's practice day. Tomorrow, big game coming up against the Nashville Predators. A chance to make it 16 games in a row. Oilers with a big win last night. It wasn't a pretty win, but it still looks the same when you punch it into the standings, when you punch it in to the stats. It's all numbers. And that's what they got. They got another number, another notch under their belt. And now we have tomorrow's afternoon game to look forward to before a nine-day break from Oilers games. I will still be providing content via podcast. I will cut whatever rumors coming out, whatever news, things around the NHL. I'll still producing. I'll be still producing content for the podcast. I'll still be writing for the site. So make sure you check out the site. Uh, Link for the site will be in the show notes. Uh, But you can just search the Hockey News Edmonton Oilers. My site should pop up there. And before I get into answering the questions that I asked off the top of the show, be sure to like and subscribe this to this video to this channel on YouTube. Like the video, share it with your friends. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get podcasts. You should be able to get this podcast. All right. And share, 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 share with your friends. If you know somebody who likes the Edmonton Oilers or really doesn't like the Edmonton Oilers, then just share this with them. Okay. It really goes a long way into making sure as many people know about this podcast as possible. I really like to get this out there. I really think that this can be something that a lot of people can benefit from that don't have a lot of time, perhaps, uh, on their hands to go scouring the internet for all the different things that are happening. So I, I hope I can bring some some value for a lot of people with having this daily podcast during the week. Now, Corey Perry is ready to go. Okay. He was a full participant in practice today. He was on a line with Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway taking rushes. He looks pretty good out there. He still looks like, you know, he hasn't played an NHL game in two months. So he's going to have a little bit of rust and, you know, hopefully uh, the fans will be able to kind of take it easy on him, let him build, get his legs back. You know, he's probably going to be in a more diminished role until he gets his le- his legs back. And then once he's up to speed in like a month or so, I wouldn't be surprised to get him s- to see him get some top six minutes. If uh, someone say like Evander Kane struggles a lot or, I mean, Fogel's been up in the top six. He's been a staple. I think they like what Fogel brings to the top six, and I think they keep him up there. So 
if anybody's coming out of the top six in favor of Perry, in my opinion, it's definitely Kane. We'll see what happens. Now, the line of McLeod, Holloway, and Perry, I really like that line. They have a lot of speed, a lot of grit, a lot of skill, you know, and the different uh, the different players bring something different to the table. I mean, Holloway is really kind of a package of all three of those. He's really kind of everywhere. Um, he he plays really well when he's involved all over the ice. And that's what we've seen the past couple games. He's slowly getting fed more and more minutes, you know, as he's come back from rehabbing an injury. It's exactly what you want to see. More minutes, more responsibility. Perfect for a young player. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's what I have to say to Holloway. Same thing with McLeod. He's generating chances. His speed is very dangerous on the forecheck. Dangerous off the rush for offensive chances. Really like that combination. And you throw in a veteran like uh, Corey Perry. Um, You know, the other two guys can be retrieving pucks. Perry can go to the net. Mix it up. They can throw pucks to the net. Maybe he gets a tip. Maybe it's a rebound. You know, that can really, I can see that line generating a lot of secondary offense uh, for the team and really, really turning this team into a three line threat. Right now, it's primarily a two line with some depth production. The depth production isn't out of this world, but they're getting enough production to win hockey games. And that's the best thing you can ask for. And another thing, about the lines of practice pair they practiced the power play and Perry was on the second unit okay so he was on the second unit with Evander Kane Warren Fogel Darnell Nurse Matthias Ekholm and Corey Perry was at net front and Evander Kane they had off the half wall Chris Knobloch and his availability after the practice essentially said Kane's a good shooter and that's why we have him at the half wall he's got a dangerous shot and both Kane and Fogel can take face-offs. They're pretty decent at taking face-offs. Kane's got the strength to really be effective in that role. So that's kind of interesting to uh, to hear the coach uh, talk about him in that way. And I think I think that's a pretty decent summary of Perry's situation heading into uh, the Nashville game. I could see him getting 10 to 12 minutes. I think if he gets... 15, I think that'll be high. I think it also just depends on the situation of the game. You know, he's not going to get penalty kill minutes. He'll get secondary power play. So if he gets 15 minutes, it's probably because a lot of power play time or because his line is just clicking so much that Knobloch just feeds the minutes, uh, you know, as the game goes on. Now, the second question that I asked, do the Oilers need another goalie? And my answer to this question, I'm going to say definitively no. Now, there's several reasons for me saying no. One, there is the recent play of both Calvin Pickard and Jack Campbell. Okay. The recent play, there's the cap situation, there's what it would cost the Oilers to get rid of a contract like Jack Campbell, as well as having a backup plan if there is an injury. Because right now they have one. But the problem is if you trade Jack Campbell and one of Pickard or Skinner gets hurt, and in that trade, when you deal away Jack Campbell, you need to also bring in a goaltender. 
So if they don't make that trade, if they don't bring back a goaltender, now your call up if there is an injury is Olivier Rodrigue. That's even more of a risky bet than having Pickard in net, in my opinion. Obviously, there is the the perspective, the school of thought of you have Rodrigue. Why not give him some NHL games? See what you have. I could maybe see the Oilers doing that closer to the end of the season when they know where they're going to land. Right now, they are still in this flight or fight mode. The coaching, the coaching staff, the players, I can tell it. I can see it. There's not a lot of talk about this winning streak because let's not forget they started off the season two, nine, and one. That is etched in stone in their memory. They are not going to forget how they started this season. Now, because of that, there is even more motivation to play at this high level that they are right now and just keep it going. They still feel like everyone is on their tail, ready to tear them to shreds if they falter, if they misstep, if they lose a game. Chris Knobloch, is like, yeah, I know we're moving up the standings. I know that things are going well, but I don't know anything about streaks. I'm not really paying attention to streaks. And that just tells me where their head's at. They're still in this fight or flight mode. So because of that, because of that, and because all the goaltenders are playing well right now, okay? Jack Campbell did struggle when he first went down to the AHL. He was struggling for a long time, okay? And for a while, so was Skinner. But now Skinner has rebounded. Pickard has been good all year, okay? And now in the NHL, now in the NHL, in eight games played, he is 5-2-0 with one shutout, a 2.34 goals against average, a 9-15 save percentage, and four quality starts, okay? According to Money Puck, His goals saved above expected is 1.8. Wonderful. Beautiful. Perfect. Take that to the bank all day. If that's what you're getting from your backup goaltender, it's exactly what you want. And the Oilers have been a solid defensive team. Very weird to say that, but they've been a very solid defensive team. Now, further to this, Campbell, his stats. In the AHL, he's played 14 games. He has an 8-6-0 record. One shutout, a 303 goals against average, and a 904 save percentage. These aren't otherworldly numbers, but this is a huge improvement compared to where he was with his NHL stats when he went down. Didn't even crack a 900 save percentage, bordering on a four goals against average. So to be at this stage, and even even when he went down, he was coughing up goals left, right, and center in the AHL. I think his first game, he let in four goals on 16 shots. And he probably just needed to get out of his head. And now it seems like he's done that. He's just playing. There's low pressure or even no pressure. And he's just getting put in and just trying to have a good time, trying not to put pressure on himself, and just playing his game. And that's what you need from Campbell. Now, as I've said, the Oilers are set in net, in my opinion, okay? Is it amazing goaltending? 
as long as Skinner keeps doing what Skinner's doing and Pickard can fill in and fulfill his end of the bargain, I think it's going to be a good tandem. Am I still a little wary of it? Yes. But as we get further along in the season, we're going to see if, one, if Campbell has boosted his trade value enough to convince another team to take a chance on him. That's really the biggest crux in trading Jack Campbell is another team seeing enough in Campbell to trade for him. You do have go- you do have teams that have lost goaltenders. You have the Colorado Avalanche who are leaning heavy on uh, Gorgiev. You have the LA Kings uh, who Talbot has struggled. Riddich is basically like a Pickard. Um, and, um, is basically a Pickard. So Campbell going back to LA, that might be good for him. Who knows? But the way I see it, the Oilers goalies right now are the goalies that they're going to have heading into the playoffs, unless something drastic happens and that changes. So taking just a big look at the organization. You have Skinner and Pickard as your NHL tandem. You have Jack Campbell as a call-up if there's an injury to either Pickard or Skinner. If it's Pickard, you're probably fine. If it's Skinner, then I'm Holland on the phone getting another goalie. That's the number one thing about this whole goaltending situation. If anything happens to Skinner, Ken Holland is on that phone making a trade. Unless it's like a short-term injury. You know, maybe it means carrying three. You call up Rod Rieg and you give him some starts to see how he is. And maybe he's lights out and you just ride him for as long as he's hot. And so then that also, you know, if something happens to Campbell, then Rod Rieg is that guy who comes up if there's an injury uh, to Pickard or Skinner. So it's a very it's a precarious goaltending situation, but I don't think it's unreasonable for the Oilers to go into the playoffs with the four goalies they have. That's going to be it for today. Leave a comment and let me know what kind of content you would like to see and hear from this podcast. If you are new to this podcast, podcast, please subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and more. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Threads. Okay, check out the Edmonton Oilers, the Hockey News team site uh, to read the latest articles from me. Link for that in the show notes. Look out for the new Substack that's coming out from me. I'm going to try and get the first newsletter out this weekend. Uh, Inside the Locker Room. Just search Inside the Locker Room. Find it and subscribe to it so you don't miss any of my stories of being up in the press box, in the locker room, talking to these these players and other journalists, okay, covering the Edmonton Oilers. And remember, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. I'll see you next time.